It is absolutely that time again. Football is back. The 2022 season has been underway. Obviously, we just had Thursday night football last night. Buffalo and the Rams going at it head to head, you know, Super Bowl champions getting obliterated on primetime television. But I mean, we'll get into that a little bit. But more importantly, football is back for the Indianapolis Colts. And we've got a matchup coming this Sunday. Anthony, we're going to face off against the Texans starting off the season on the road. A lot of obviously narratives to get into and all of that. But first things first, Anthony, you know, football came back yesterday with the Bills and the Rams going at it. Were you able to catch any of that game? Yes, I was actually able to uh, watch the entire game. It was a very surprising game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot. I mean, personally, I had the Bills winning. I didn't have them winning that loudly, though. You know, obviously, absolutely bad showing for the defending champions, especially on primetime at that. You know, everyone watching, you know, it's the ring ring ceremony. They put up the banner. Yeah, bad showing, but let's get right into it because obviously you guys see the title, you know what it is. But actually, first things first, real quick, make sure you are following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash first and 56. That's the only place where you can tune in and watch stream and see your comments live on the air. Keep on tuned for that. I told you guys I was going to have information for a, get- for a giveaway. That question will come. Follow our Twitter feed. I'm going to post that tomorrow on this on this account's Twitter be on the lookout for that. It's basically a basic score prediction with a tiebreaker bringing up who you think scores the first touchdown. Whoever guesses accurately or the closest will walk away with this signed JT jersey. So big giveaway for you guys. You guys have been waiting for a long time, so we're ready to deliver. But let's get into it, Anthony. Let's talk Sunday. Colts, Texans. So, obviously, a lot of narratives going into this one. We know that the Colts have had a losing streak on week one since 2013. This also marks the first time in a while that we will not have T.Y. Hilton playing against his children. So, first things first, Anthony, let's just get into the main question that everyone's going to be curious about. Is this the year where the streak finally ends and the Colts put a W on the board in week one? The answer to that. That question is yes. Um, you, you know, we've been saying that for you know the past few years, obviously, uh, because we want to see the Colts win. But I think this is the most, like the most realistic chance. Um, you know, the games against Houston are always tough divisional games, but their roster just can't hold up. Um, so I'm just I'm just thinking that this is the year that the Colts really break through and and finally get a dub in Week One. I think it's I think this is finally the year. Here. Um, especially for um, Matt Ryan to make a huge impression with the fans, um, I think that uh, I think that this is finally the year for us to get that Week One win. Yeah, you know I, I've got to agree with you, and just because it's just like all of the pieces are there, and it, it just sounds it's so it's so deceiving on paper, but there's really no business we lose this game. I mean, you're facing the Texans who are still rebuilding. Obviously, we know that they shipped off a certain individual to another city, which is a giant situation. We won't get into that. But this is a bottom feeder team, you know, and I've said it time and time again off the air, just talking football to general people. We we play in the worst division of football, and I'm okay admitting that because it's us and the Titans and the two bottom feeders. This is one of those bottom feeders. Let's go back to last season. In two games, they scored a combined six points against us. 
they come they virtually bring back the same offense this year. They you know they did add a nice running back piece in Damian Pierce. Obviously, it ended up in Marlon Mack not keep not staying on the team. So you know that's relevant. They obviously trust the rookie enough to you know hand him starting reps. But again, it, it's a team that is still under an entire full rebuild. So whereas compared to us. We're in Super Bowl territory. That's the reason why we went and got Matt Ryan. That's the reason why we went and got Stefan Gilmore, Yannick Ngakwe. He made all of these veteran moves, not to mention that the young pieces we add on top of this on top to this roster. So I obviously I'm with you. It, it's gotta end this year. And even then, we can say compared to last year, I think we're a lot more confident in the guy that we have under center. Yeah, yeah. Much more confident. Like you said, um they're pretty much bottom feeders. I mean, that, that's it's a, it's a blunt way to put it, but they are. And there's, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I really see a scenario where where, where the Colts lose this game. Um, there's just too much talent across the board to lose this game. In my yeah, you know, I, I've got to agree with you. And I, and again, and not only that, I mean, yes, too much talent, and it goes back to the preseason. You know, you and I said it over the course of our three kind of re- reactions to the preseason games. You know, and obviously the internet losing its mind, especially after the first game in Buffalo where we didn't do much against a second team defense. And thankfully, Wright came out and said it that we showed nothing in the preseason. It was absolute pure vanilla. Now the games count. Now they matter. Now there's no rules on the playbook. You're going to see a wide variety. And obviously the blatantly obvious, JT did not take one snap in the preseason. Absolutely preserving the young star who this offense is essentially built around. So obviously we, we, know, we know there's a lot of highs. So Anthony, let's start with, I guess, some slight concerns because I'll say it was a, a bit of an issue, but I don't think I'm necessarily pushing the panic button. And that was the O-line during the preseason. Is that something that we kind of, again, I don't think it's similar to last year where we had questions about left tackle. You know, Braden Smith was dealing with an injury. When was Eric Fisher going to come back? At this present time, we know the starting five. We know the lineup. We know the rotations. And there's no injury, fear, concern. And we're not waiting for someone to come back. Anthony, is there a concern with the O-line Coming into the season, granted, how in the preseason it didn't look the greatest. Yeah, I feel like on the offensive line, it's more of um, it's more more the same with in line with the offense, more, more vanilla stuff. Um, I think now uh, what what you uh, know is what you have here with Matt Pryor in their left tackle. Um, you know, like you said, we're not really uh, questioning uh, if Eric Fisher is going to be coming in or not um and now like we we know that, that matt Pryor is not a superstar but we're going to put him in position to succeed here um it's not like we're throwing out julian davenport last year like like, like we did last year this is like we're, we're actually throwing out some 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 decent pieces here and then um say he doesn't succeed you know we still got some quality backups we have dennis kelly who's a swing tackle we got bernard ryman who's our draft pick who he, he He's also a developing tackle. So we do have options across the board. I do like the depth that's on this offensive line. So across the board, I think you know what you have, and I think they're going to be put in position to succeed. So I think it's less of a question mark, actually, uh, because we, we we know what we have. And we're going to, you know, we're not going to be questioning if, if say, Matt Ryan is going to, I mean, uh, Matt Pryor is going to be a, a Pro Bowler this year. 
we know he's just going to be a solid tackle. He's not going to give you too much. Um, so we're, we're not going to be expecting him to be an all-pro player or anything, but he's going to hold up and do enough to uh, um, you know protect Matt Ryan. So I, I, th- I think that the yeah, offense you know, and I, I agree with that for sure. And it, honestly, it, it goes back to like a recurring thing we've had on this show. Like we, we said it before Phillip Rivers, and we said it before Carson Wentz, and that's that Matt Ryan entering into this team is going to get better protection than he's probably had it over the entirety of his career. I mean, just go back to last season. Only one other quarterback was sacked more than Matt Ryan last year, and that was Joe Burrow, who had basically paper in front of him. So Matt Ryan's going to get way better, way better protection than he did last season. And ironically enough, well, he's going to get a bet, better weapon core, but a better receiving core. So there, there's more than enough confidence in the QB one. Again, obviously there's clear confidence in the offensive line. Let's before we jump to the defense, because obviously there is one huge, you know, brick that will not be there, but let's go to this one more thing on the offense. I actually posed this question to Lawrence. So shout out to you guys, Colts Law. So Anthony, I'm going to ask you because I'm definitely curious about what you think. Paris Campbell, because we all have our opinions on him. We know we obviously we know that this is his make or break year. I mean, you and I said it was last year, but he's back on the team this year. I'll ask you, Anthony, what stat line would Paris Campbell have to put up this season to warrant you being okay to bring him back? Or is it just done? Oh, man. I think he's got to put up at least, let's just say 700 yards and at least like three touchdowns. I think that's what you had to expect from him minimum to bring him back because I I don't remember his stat line from last year, but I know he, he did have a few touchdowns. Um, and Paris Campbell, like we know he has the skill, but he just hasn't shown it. And like like I've said in the, in the past, same same deal with you. I think we're on the same page here. I have to see it to believe it, um, because I've really over I've overhyped Paris Campbell in the past. Like last year, I thought he was going to go crazy, and he ended up just being okay. And he didn't really show up until you know midseason. And then when he did show up, he got hurt. Um, ironically, it was the game against Houston. So I want I have to see it to believe it, but um, I think it's good that we are sleeping on Paris Campbell right now because he could come out of nowhere, which is good. You know, people are talking about the lack of receivers, and right now uh, everybody's talking about Alex Pierce. Nobody's really talking about Paris Campbell. So if Paris Campbell, you know, does great, I'm all for it. But I'm just hoping that it's sustainable throughout the entirety of the uh, 17 game season. Yeah, obviously I, I'm with you on that, and I think. Obviously, obviously avoiding the big stacks. I think universally, it, it we literally just kind of boil down to games played. But I agree with you on the, I think you I believe you said like 600 yards, 700 yards. I would take that. Even honestly, if I'm being realistic, I'll take like a 550 yards. But really, it's, it's mainly, can you give me at least 12 games? Because obviously, this is year four for him. And I think Pittman's had more career games than him. And Pittman's, this is Pittman's entering year three. So that that's an issue. That's a problem. And and again, I, I'm not going to say this team lives or dies with Paris Campbell, but he definitely elevates the team higher than if he's not on the field. Because again, love Ashton Doolin. He's I not if if Ashton Doolin is getting consistent receiver snaps, that's an issue. That's a problem. Even if it is as receiver three, by all means, if he's worked for it and coach staff loves him, Reich loves the guy said he's been working his tail off to obviously earn his spots. Great. Maybe he can even make me eat my own words. I would absolutely love that. But 
the fact of the matter is, is that Paris Campbell was literally drafted for this, you know, and you've got the perfect young core there with Pittman, Pierce, and Campbell. You know, now obviously I'm not going to say that they're going to be like a top five trio in the league or anything like that, but that that's a very, that's a nice core. And especially for us being, we're, we're a run first team anyway. So it's not like we necessarily need superstars on the outside, but with a Matt Ryan, he can elevate them to do better things, especially since, again, you're looking at the youth movement there. Absolutely. And he's surrounded with a young core as well. Right? But uh, another point I, I, I like to bring up with Paris is you look at the other guys in his draft class, you got to get up to that level. I mean, you're constantly going to be compared to Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, guys like that, and all those guys are number one wide receivers who are making big money, like, or about to make big money. Like, you know, you're you're basically drafted ahead of DK Metcalf in that draft, and if, if you look at the uh, career comparisons, it's it's night and day, it's night and day. So, um, I just I just feel like he. He really has to stay healthy because, like you said, there's no question there with the skill. He fits in with the group. Um, he's obviously better than Ashton Doolin. Uh, he's not a knock to Doolin. He's just a really good player. But, man, like Paris Campbell, he just has to stay healthy for me. At least 12 games. Like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset with 12 games either. Yeah, again, like you know, best avail- the best ability you can have is availability. But real quick, let's jump over to the other side of the ball. So we do know and – I'm going to knock on wood when I say this, and ironically enough, but Colts injury report looking very short, only two names on there. One of the important ones is that Shaq Leonard has already been declared out. So I'll, I'll ask this. I mean, it, what's your panic level on it? it obviously, he, he got a full practice in on Wednesday, a limited practice the other day. They, they've essentially said that, you know, he if it was like a playoff game, he could go. Like, is there, do you have any concern? I mean, because I don't. No, not necessarily. I mean, the big one is, next week so I think we should you know if there was any game I would want him to sit I would have him sit this one and then be ready for next week because next week is a big game for us yeah you know again I'm with that you know obviously and again I said this on Twitter it's like it if it was any other opponent other than the Texans you know yes rush him back but it really we don't necessarily need him he's not a make or break for this team you know maybe week three when we face it when we face the chiefs you know maybe some uh, definitely some later games in the season but yeah week one against the texans at houston a place where we've played pretty good over kind of the course of their inception as a franchise uh, there's a perfect time to obviously not rush him back take his time and again we should be able to handle business without him on the field so let's get into a little bit of specifics with the game. So opening off, Vegas has the Colts as seven-point favorites. Also, if you go money line, you're looking at a minus 325. So heavy favorites for the Colts. Anthony, again, we're not a betting channel. Obviously, we're not advising you know you guys take our betting advice. But can you see the Colts covering the seven-point spread? Absolutely. I think that, like I said, this is a game that the Colts handle. Um Games against Houston in the past, you know, they can get down to the wire. But, you know, this is a big a big spread. I think I definitely, I definitely do think that they cover this. Yeah, again, and going back to last season, obviously I understand that, you know, rosters are going to somewhat change. But, yeah, this is 
it should be an easy cover. The Texans have no business hanging with us. Obviously, we've made the jokes of who do they even have. I mean, we can name a few players, but the fact of the matter is, is that star power is heavily in our favor. Really, I've, I've, actually, if I'm being full honest, I don't think I can even name a defensive player on Houston without looking it up. I can definitely use some offensive names, but the fact of the matter is that our this new look offense with Matt Ryan should absolutely obliterate them. And even without Shaq Leonard, I expect our defense to do absolute work and make sure David Mills is having the worst time of his life. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, there's not a lot of not a lot of big names on on either side of the ball there. You know, they got some high draft picks from this year, but you can't really expect much from rookies in Week One. And uh, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they're the third overall pick. They- they drafted a corner, and you know he'll be seeing Michael Pittman this week. So welcome to the league, buddy. So I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, you know Matt Ryan, like you said, he's going to obliterate this this defense this week. Yeah, you know, and I'll say this. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go absolutely complete hand on him. There is a silver lining for the Texans going into this game, and it's a thing that you kind of want to talk for is that. We did absolutely embarrass them last year. And, you know, so no doubt that's got a bad taste in their mouth. And, uh, you know, again, off- offensively, well, it's not ideal. It's not great. They, they are working on something there. You know, D- Davis Mills is a nice quarterback. I-, I do like him. I think he can be their kind of long-term guy for at least maybe like the next five, six years. Brandon Cooks has been one of the, the most underrated receivers in the league. It's actually quite crazy how many teams he's bounced around to because, when, you know, when he's active, he's statistically, he's always up there. He's one of those kind of silent guys. And even then, obviously, the I guess the, the big kind of question mark or the big name is obviously Damian Pierce, you know, the rookie running back, but ends up winning the spot, you know, forces him to cut Marlon Mack. Rex Burkhead is now his backup. I think they still have David Johnson, but no one's really seen him. So, you know, Anthony, there is some nice pieces, at least for their future over there. But again, do you have any heavy concern? Because we are missing Shaq Leonard, but we do get to see Gilmore and Yannick, you know, in a live first time cold action. Yeah, I think the um, the only concern would maybe be Damian Pierce. I mean, especially in the fantasy football scene, as soon as he was named the star. There's been a lot of hype around Damian Pierce lately, so I think that'll be interesting to see. But like, like as you said, as I think the same, it's gonna be a long day for this guy. Like if you're starting Damian Pierce this week, you know you're probably gonna be disappointed because teams just don't run all over the Colts. The only guy that runs all over the Colts in recent memory is Derrick Henry, and even last year the second matchup we kind of shut him down. So I don't really envision him doing too much this week. I just don't envision that offense at all. I mean, like you said, you know, they are going to carry a chip on their shoulder uh, playing against us, but, you know, you you got shut out one of the games last year, and, you know, I, I think that, that it's something to get motivated about, but, you know, the, the Texans added a few pieces, but the Colts added multiple pro bowlers to their defense, so there's absolutely no way, like I said, I could see the Texans really winning this game. It's not a disrespect to the Texans, but you know, they're, they're just they're just not going to win this game. Yeah, you know, obviously I'm with you on that. And obviously, real quick before we end the show, just quick plug. Make sure you guys go ahead and download Rave on Sports, available on iOS and Android. With the season officially about to kick off this Sunday, we have the privilege of hosting the Indianapolis Colts Battle Chats. We will be in there this Sunday. Download the app. Make sure you are following the First and 56 channel on there, and we hope to see you guys in the live Battle Chat chat room.
But so, Anthony, obviously, let's get into it. You know, final question, closing thoughts. Let's hit it. Like me, hit me with the final score. Hit me with a bold prediction. And for a new one, who is scoring the first touchdown for the Colts? Absolutely. So I will give you a final score first. Uh, final score, I'm going to go uh, 31-7 Colts. Um, touchdown first, I'm going to go with uh, Donovan Taylor. And uh, bold prediction, I'm thinking uh, Naheem Hines scores two touchdowns in this game. I think this is a Naheem Hines coming out party um you know they're gonna get him involved in the receiving game um and i think that um he's gonna score two touchdowns in this game yep i like it a lot as for myself i'm gonna go colts 35 texans 10 you know i, I can see them getting the touchdown i, I see them getting like a garbage somewhat garbage time field goal but again it, it's absolutely not gonna be close first touchdown I'm going with Kylan Granson. I'm, I'm feeling some red zone action with him, you know. And the popular one on Twitter, because I did ask this on Twitter earlier, has been Alec Pierce. They say the rookie is going to score first. So I can see it. Reich has come out and said that he's going to be the red zone guy. So, hey, I would absolutely love to see that. As for the bold prediction, I'm going to say Yannick Ngakwe and Stefan Gilmore Say welcome to Indy Yannick. Two sacks for Yannick, and I'll say a pick six for Gilmore. I can see that happening. Oh yeah, I think that's gonna be a good one. As always, if you guys want to help pr- support the show, go to teamclicks.com backslash Rondo. Get your look on all you can get for sun- sunglasses, prescription. If you want to have fun removable handles so you can match your favorite football you're actually sorry your favorite sport teams i'm just football they have all sport teams available all different colors and obviously as i mentioned with the giveaway how we're gonna have the john taylor jersey i'll throw in that as well i will for if we have multiple winners i'll throw in a pair of sunglasses courtesy of team clicks but definitely give their website a look obviously shout out to them for sponsoring this show and helping support us Lastly, make sure to check out the EMQ podcast. Give them a follow on Twitter. We are officially a part of the locker room representing the Indianapolis Colts. And I keep saying last and last, but this is really the last and last most important thing. Don't forget week three, first and 56 is going to be live from Lucas Oil Stadium. at September 25th. Colts face off against the Chiefs. Live in Indy, there will be a tailgate. You guys saw the show on that. We will keep spamming you with the information about this so you can stay tuned to it. Give our friend Zach Carmichael a follow on Twitter. We'll probably bring him on here again before that game. But as for that, myself, Anthony, has been first and 56. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We're going to sign up for this one. As for now, that's 156 signing out.